My family and I have a cabin near McCarthy. It's between a six and eight hour drive from Anchorage, and the last 60 miles of it is down a dirt road. So it's somewhat remote. It's beautiful there, and it's got a great community of people. And we really enjoy spending our time there, especially during the July 4th holiday. There's a fun and funky kind of parade, and there's an egg toss game and a piting contest. And every once in a while, there's another game that will work its way into the mix a new game. And one year, that new game was called Slingshot Water Balloon Launch, kind of like egg toss on steroids. So two people would hold a big giant slingshot, and one member of a two-person team would launch the balloon from the slingshot, and the second member of the team would catch the balloon in a five-gallon bucket at ever-increasing distances. What could possibly go wrong? Well, the two 16-year-old boys, like my son Connor and his best friend Will, who had come along with us that year, that game sounded awesome. So Connor was launching the balloons and Will was catching them, and after one relatively long launch, the handle of the five-gallon bucket came off. And so for the next launch, Will had wrapped his hands around the upper edge of the bucket and was holding it above his head. Connor's next launch was beautiful. The balloon arced gracefully down the length of Main Street McCarthy, glinting in the 4th of July sunlight, and Will was lining himself up perfectly, and he leaped into the air, and he caught it. But the force of the balloon hitting the bucket knocked Will back and down hard on his back on Main Street. It also knocked the bucket out of his hand, and the bottom edge of it came down onto his upper lip, nearly severing it. Connor and I were making our way down Main Street to go congratulate Will on his epic catch. And we realized that something was wrong. Will wasn't getting up right away, and there were people gathering at the other end of the street. So we really hurried and got down there. And a couple of the local wilderness um, EMTs were there with him. And my husband was there. And it was clear that Will wasn't quite right. Um, you know, he, he was a little disoriented. and. There was a little blood, and his lip was hanging off of his face, but he was getting some, you know, he was getting assessed, and we got him up and got him into one of the business offices in town, and my husband calls, uh, called Will's parents, and there were a few back-and-forth phone calls, I think, with doctors, and it was finally determined that doctors really wanted Will to get into town as fast as possible. So that didn't mean the six- to eight-hour car ride. That meant a two-hour plane ride. It also was determined that I should be the one to accompany Will into town as sort of an impromptu flight nurse on the, on the trip in. So as we were getting ready to go, one of the EMTs pulled me over and, and handed me a big stack of gauze pads and a bottle of saline and said, whatever you do, don't let Will's lip dry out. And also, kind of in passing, I thought I heard Will say something like, I think I get sick on small planes. And so, just in case, I asked for a couple of trash bags as we went out of the office and made our way to the plane. So we, we got on, it was a little uh, back bench seat of the little Cessna that we were gonna take into Anchorage, and we took off, and um, I realized, I wasn't processing really at the moment, that because Will might have a slight concussion, we probably weren't gonna be able to fly really high. We we're gonna have to fly pretty low, and, and so we weren't gonna be able to fly out of what I hate the most, about flying, and that's turbulence. I hate the sickening drops and the gut-wrenching ups and the lurches and the bounces. I hate it all with a passion. And I realized really quickly that that's what this flight was gonna be like all the way into town. But I had a bit of a distraction. 
from all that because Will did indeed remember correctly. He does get sick on small planes. And so what transpired over the next couple of hours was probably one of the most awkward situations that I've been in because Will was having a hard time keeping the gauze pad up on his lip. And so I had to sidle next to him a little closer on the bench seat and put my arm around my son's best friend, hold his lip up onto his face while simultaneously holding the trash bag in front of him so he could get sick over and over and over. After every episode, I had to let the gauze pad fall into the bag and then quickly get another one wet, put my arm back around him, hold his lip up, and get ready for the next round of getting sick. Eventually, I ran out of gauze pads, so I asked Martin, our pilot, if he had anything up front that I could possibly use, and he came up with a paper towel that had been used to check the oil a couple times in the plane. <laughs> but it had a couple of cleanish spots, and so I did what the EMTs told me. I got it wet, put my arm around him, got ready for the next round. Eventually, I had to let that go, too. And I remember that Will got a, um, a T-shirt that day in the parade. And so I rummaged around in his backpack, and I found the T-shirt. And for the rest of the way into town, I used little corners of that to keep doing the same thing. I have never been so happy to see Merrill Field in my life. <laughs> So we landed, and everything seemed to happen pretty quickly in my memory after that. I don't really remember saying anything to Will's dad. Um, we got off the plane. His dad was there to meet us. They got in the car, and off they went to the hospital. And, and Martin walked into the, the airplane office briefly, and so for a moment I was standing by myself on the tarmac with a bag full of the contents of Will's stomach in one hand and a really strong desire to not get back on that airplane. But I knew I had to, so I threw the bag in the trash, and I talked myself back onto that plane. And on the way back, we popped up to several thousand feet, and it's actually a really pleasant flight back to McCarthy. A couple days later, we came back into Anchorage, and Connor and I took the rest of Will's belongings back to his house. He answered the door, and he looked great. He said, Will, the surgeon did a fantastic job. How did the surgery go? He said, oh, it went fine. The doctor waited, in, though, until midnight to do the surgery. I said, um, well, we got into town at 4.30. We saved four to six hours worth of travel time to fly you in on that terrible two-hour flight. Why did they wait? He said, oh, they wanted to make sure I didn't have anything in my stomach. It's <laughs> like, um, Will, did you tell them that you got sick the whole time? I think I might have seen the bottom of your stomach go into that bag at one point. Why didn't you tell them that you didn't have anything in your stomach? And he said, oh... I don't remember anything about that flight. <laughs> and so, in the moment, it seemed like a bit of a fruitless effort, but in the end, everything worked out well. And now that I look back on it, I think that the flight that I will never forget, it's probably better that it's the flight he will not remember. <laughs> Thank you.